welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashah Shoftim, and in the book of the Shem Mishmuel, it's, it's talks, it talks about nullifying your will before Hashem's will. It talks that at the end of the parasha, uh, the parasha discusses the tactics that Klal Israel had to do uh, before going to war. And, uh, and that they should adopt against their, when they went against their enemies. And there was a very special general that went with them. He was called the Kohen Mashiach, the anointed Kohen. And his, this, this appointed Kohen would provide the army with spiritual strength. So he would say to them, uh, the Shema Israel, he would say, Shema Israel, here Israel, and he would say to them, you are drawing near today to war against your enemies. Do not let your heart soften, do not fear, do not tremble, do not be terrified before them. And, um, and then Rashi comments that the Shema Israel, listen Israel, even if you have only the merit of reciting the Shema Israel, these two words, you are worthy of being delivered, you're worthy of being saved. So this is a prayer that most people know, most Jewish people know this prayer. Even if they're assimilated, they know the Shema Israel. This is a quintessential prayer. And, um, and it's a prayer that people use when they're in trouble because this is what comes to their head and it connects them to God. So we're accustomed to referring to the recitation of the Shema as accepting the yoke of, of heaven, of accepting God's kingdom. And, um, and one would think that this definition would seem a little problematic. However, as declaring and demonstrating one's love for God and intent to cleave to Him, eh, eh, to Him is surely the most pleasant and pleasurable experience that any person can ever have. Like attachment to Hashem, the vehicles to God, is there's nothing more blissful in this world than to feel connected to God. There's nothing like it. And so why then do we refer to it as a yoke? Why does it say to us that it's a yoke? And so uh, the Shem Ishmael, he says that perhaps we can say that the connect, while the connection to God is indeed pleasurable, we should not do mitzvot, we should not recite the Shema Israel because it's pleasurable for us to be connected to God. We should do uh, Hashem's will because this is why we're in this world. It's, it's not about us, it's about Him. And it's about bringing pleasure to God. It's not about bringing pleasure to ourselves. So this tells us that even when one strongly desires to perform a particular mitzvah, let's say there's people who are drawn to certain mitzvot, like from, by nature they have very kind, good hearts, and they're merciful and compassionate and they're always doing hesed, kindness, and they're always helping people and feeding people and uh, visiting sick people. And this is something that comes natural to them. Nevertheless, the people, when they do this service, they shouldn't do it because it brings them pleasure. They should do it because this is what Hashem needs from them. If you're one of these people, one of these blessed people that already come packaged to be kind, that is something that is in your nature, then when you do the mitzvah, just do it because this is Leshem Shamaim. This is for the sake of heaven. This is what Hashem needs from me. This is what He wants me to do. If He made me with His heart, it's because this is part of my, my purpose, my mission. And so let us turn now to an interesting comment of the Rebbe of Lublin. 
he notes that when one encounters difficulties in life, one's immediate thought would be to pray to God, obviously, to alleviate the trouble. When you're going through something, you're looking up and you say, Hashem, please take me out of this problem. Please, please help. You know, it's the normal and, 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 and way of a person. But he suggests instead that one set aside his own difficulty at the moment and pray for God. Instead of praying for yourself, pray for Hashem. So Hashem, Hashem, I'm going through this horrible problem, but I know it pains you. I know it's hard for you to put me through this. I know that you're hurting. I pray that you stop hurting. And so Rabbi Meir in, uh, in a Mishnah has approved to this idea when he says, when a person is distressed, what does the Shehina say? If it were possible, it would say, my head is heavy. When a, God sees that a person is, is in trouble, that a person is suffering, he, he too is suffering. He's also suffering with you. The, as it says, the Shehina is an exile with you. So this indicates that human suffering, even of the wicked, who are the subject of the Mishnah, causes distress to God and his Shehina. And if one prays for the removal of one's troubles, then accusing forces can always come and rise. You know, if you're praying for your own troubles, then maybe you don't have enough merits to be uh, saved from this thing. And these uh, prosecuting angels will come to God and say, oh, but look at this person, he doesn't deserve to be saved. Look what he did to his brother, or look what he did to his sister, or look how he treated his employees, or look how he spoke horrible to his parents, you know? There's always something that they are gonna be judging us. So what the, what the, what the Shem Ishmael is saying is that, that we should not pray for the alleviation of our distress. On the other hand, we should say, look Hashem, I know that my distress causes you a lot of distress. I know that, if I'm hurting, you're hurting too. So I don't want you to hurt. So many, we may apply this principle to Klal Israel when they're going through a war against their enemies. And in reality, in reality when executed within the correct framework, Israel's wars are God's wars. When, we're, when Israel is fighting a war, Hashem is in there with them. He's also fighting the war. So we, we don't want Hashem to be fighting a war. We don't want him to put him through that. So as they're fighting holy wars, Cloud Israel should adopt the viewpoint we mentioned above, and they should set aside their private concerns for their own well-being and survival in the war, and for the overall triumph of the army of Israel, concentrating instead on alleviating the distress of the Shehina. Which the, which, which the necessity for the war was in, in the, in, in, engendered. And they must feel that the battle is not for themselves, but for God and His glory. No, everything you do should be for Hashem's glory. The way you dress should be for Hashem's glory. The way you eat should be for Hashem's glory. The way you treat people should be for Hashem's glory. Everything you do in life, the intention should be Hashem. So this alone will silence any accusers against them and ensure victory. And attaining this level of control is no easy matter. It involves nullifying oneself. You need to get rid of, of yourself. You have to get out of the way. Life is not about you. It's like saying, okay, I can, I can handle my suffering, but I cannot handle the thought that Hashem is suffering with me. You know, it's, it's get out of the way. And so, God, so this, as we have seen, is the primary motive behind reciting Shema and the acceptance of the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, which in, it involves 
uh, as such, we see that the merit of saying the Shema with the appropriate concentration and mindset will stand the Jewish army in good stead in war against their enemies. So here in this parasha, it's talking about a physical army, it's talking about physical wars, but we're coming into the month of Elul and there's no, this parasha is so full of uh, allusions to the month of Elul. And uh, in reality, the month of Elul is where we fight the battle. We're going into war in the month of Elul. This is what we're gonna do this month. We're gonna be fighting our Yetzer Hara. We're gonna try to make our Yetzer Hatov strong. We're gonna try to clean the house. We're gonna try to be better people. Everybody ends the year trying to, making new resolutions for the new year, trying to be better, trying to overcome their, their faults, trying to correct their, their character traits, trying to get cleaning whatever addictions they have. This is the month. So what he's saying here is that, yeah, when you're gonna go into your own spiritual battle, when you're gonna be fighting your battle, this is the approach, Hashem, I know I have a nasty attitude. It's a terrible attitude. I hate my attitude. I, it gets me into trouble. I know you suffer with that attitude. I know it also gets you into trouble. I know it's also uh, not good for you. Please help me overcome this. Please help me overcome this because we cannot do anything alone. The strength we get from Hashem, but we have to have him always in front of us. So the Sidra always falls at the start of this month of Elul, which is the preparatory month before Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And the word Elul is found different from this following verse. However, as Eob says, however, you are forgers of deceit. All of you are doctors of no substance. And as, as its name suggests, the primary aim of Elul is to nullify oneself and we should leave behind our personal concerns and concentrate on performing all of our deeds for, the, for God rather than for ourselves. One of the acronyms of the month of Elul is Ani Ledodi Vedodili. I am for my beloved, my beloved is for me. It's a reciprocal love. I am for my beloved, I am for Hashem, and then Hashem is for you. If you make Hashem's will your will, he will make his will your will. This is the way it works, this is the system. So this is a proper preparation of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur when we strive to make all our prayers for the sake of God and the manifestation of his glory in the world. Indeed, we say in the special Yamim of Noraim prayers and write us in the book of life for your sake, living God. Please write us for life. And we ask for continu continued existence for God rather for, than for ourselves. What is Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah, we're coronating the king. We're crowning him once again. We're making him our king for another year. We want his continuous existence. This is what we're doing. So that we may serve him and make him his name great in this world. This is our whole purpose in this world is to reveal Hashem in this world. And may this forever seal the mouths of our detractors Amen. So I wish you a blessed week, a Rosh Chodesh Tov, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.